0: Hi there and welcome to another episode of Song in a Chat with your host Pete Pascoe. Welcome back. Welcome back. If it's your first time here, welcome full stop. Hope you enjoy yourself. Uh, buckle in for the ride. Um, we're going to look at a song called Huckleberry Man today. Um, and I've got a smile on my face because... Last week, uh, I said there's some mysteries that just sort of happen. You don't have to explain everything. Um, My job is to unlock the mystery of songwriting here. My job, it's an assignment rather than a job that I've set myself in in a creative way, in a sense of play, but I'm not looking to really unlock the mystery to the to the extent there is no mystery because I can't possibly do that because there's so much that is not sort of quantifiable about the arts but it's quantum physics you look at it and and the observer changes the the result of the experiment it's it's a fascinating process okay jumped into quantum physics wasn't expecting that I read one book on it that's all uh, and it was fascinating uh, but there was there was there's a really, the coolest coincidence between the song that i wrote last week uh, king edwards park that i wrote that i featured last week king king edwards park and huckleberry man that they're, they're really really related how i'm not going to tell you <laughs> is not that mean look at a smile on my face for another reason i did hear um the the beginning of the demo i had to put it on for a quick snippet now, i like to do that because that sort of gets my head sort of in the space of where we're going i'd like to say how nice it is to be doing these episodes um it, it's something that i've just really have just really fallen into uh, i touched on the why 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 am i here why are you here well hopefully you are here for entertainment entertainment and information and uh, the sound of someone's voice uh, can be nice, uh, someone who's not in your life is normal. It is nice to have a, have a chat with someone. Uh, this is a one-way chat uh, from me, but I, I imagine I'm seeing you, uh, you know... Um, oh, that just came out all wrong. <laughs> you know, thanks for listening, everybody. You, know, you just can't take me anywhere. Um, it's, it's, uh, it gives me a, a huge rush of energy to do this because what i'm doing is it's obvious right now i'm I'm all over the place aren't i that i'm winging it you know i'm not following a script and what what i'm hoping to get out of this sense of play which i'm finding is the case it really helps to be in that kind of creative kind of zone when you're describing something creative if that makes sense and also it's a performing kind of a feeling I'm, i'm a born performer i'm not i'm not a an extrovert, I don't think. I must look that up. But I feel like it more of an, you know. I have to put on my Superman outfit to get on stage for a start. You know, I'm, once I'm up there, yeah, you can't take the mic off me. I'm pretty relaxed about it all. Took a little while to get there. I still remember the day that someone shoved a mic in front of my face. Uh, it was at the Steeple Restaurant years ago in Palmerston North, in New Zealand, and the song was Your Song by Elton John, and someone had to sing it. And that was me, I was in there. That was the first time I'd ever sung live and it, it was it was it went alright, apparently. <laughs> I got soon after that I did get a, a mic of my own and I borrowed an amp with reverb on it and wow, I get, it, it, here you go. If if you're as a songwriter, if if you're thinking about singing them as well, it's I think it really is great. If you can hear your voice um recorded and playing back to you the first time you do that it's quite a shock because your voice sounds different to you than it does to others because it resonates in your in your skull and your sinuses and your eardrums and that and you're hearing it from the inside out if you were if if that makes sense so when you hear it back from a speaker you're like everyone else and you hear your voice oh no is that what i sound like it takes a little while to get used to your voice but can i just say i think this is really important there's a big emphasis Uh, currently has been for some time for big voices nothing wrong if you've got a big voice Wow, you're you're lucky but not everyone has a big voice and i think there's a real thing about finding your own voice as a singer find out what your strengths are find out what you like to listen to uh, emulate people and find out what you can and can't do because everyone has stuff they can and can't do not everyone can sing great balls of fire or you know um whatever yesterday or you know a song by meatloaf or you know james taylor or or you know there's just so many different styles of singing that, that's that's very obvious but the, the point i'm trying to make is i think it's really important to come up with something that's honest for yourself in terms of your voice and in terms of your songwriting now, I wrote this one with a friend of mine, Joe Kinnebarra. Hey, Joe, years ago, uh, we were uh, sharing a house with a, uh, another uh, person, Nick, and um, I, I was lucky enough, these lovely ladies took me in. I needed somewhere to stay, and Margot was off counting penguins or something. <laughs> somewhere in the Antarctic. Cool, eh? Very cool. And uh, I got off at a room for free, and it was just the nurturing kind of thing I needed. You know, we we were fly fishing. I I, I kind of taught Joe and Nick a bit of fly fishing, and we were reading Tolkien at night by light uh, by candlelight. And it's when I wrote River Music album, actually. Uh, this one. which was the beginning of 45 minutes of um unrehearsed totally off the cuff improvised piano which became a, a really good selling album for me if you want to check it out you can check it out online very happy about that that'll give you a sense of the peaceful feeling that i was feeling and it honestly went all over the place it's sort of you know um like this i don't think this is it but this is sort of mood So where I went there was I was just playing, just having some fun. I knew I knew that some of those chords probably were gonna be struggling to be together, but I didn't I just went with it, sort of saw saw, saw where it take me took me. There was the sort of music I was playing. Uh, I was also in a kind of a top forties band at the time as well, um Strange Town, and uh It was uh, great fun to be playing, like Tom Petty and that sort of stuff. I think it's really good to be involved in a lot of different music. Now, I've mentioned that because going from that piano, I'm now going to go and roll Huckleberry Man. See the difference. Here we are. Here's Huckle rolling. Oh boy I haven't I just haven't heard that for donkey's years when did we record that um I, I don't know hang on i just got to stand up and find the, the case I'm just off the mic here hopefully you still hear me leaning over i got a mountain of tapes and stuff can come back now Is it, have I got it All right, another one hang on one more try under the shelf yeah ah. there we go alright um Pasco <laughs> that was that was fun 2004 was it 2004 this demo uh was recorded i'll talk about the music really quickly what it uh, not really quickly but just um ants read on guitar and uh, drums i didn't even know ants was my neighbor uh, this, and and uh, ants plays in our band now he's with the patient hum guys pete Pascoe and the patient hum we're still together uh, after all these years making music loving it ants was on there going boom, boom. Boom 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 boom. Did you hear that? It was great. And my wife was on there. She was doing some harmonies. Marie and uh, the tambourine and the yee <laughs> There was there's so much I want to talk about about this song. Um Okay. Joe Cinnabara for a start. Where, where did it come from? Well Joe was starting to get into uh, Jagged Little Pill, Alanis Morissette, I think. Just around this time, and picked up the guitar and started writing songs. Brilliant, brilliant person, architect, lovely lady, great friend still. And uh, hey there, Joe. And uh, I tell you what, I still remember, like, we just this meeting of the minds. Let's write a song. Okay, we'd never done it before. And Joe just started off with this. On the guitar, and I just started singing. Huckleberry man lived down on his farm, happy little life, never did no harm at all. Yeehaw! I hit this front, and just went from woe to go, just like that. And oh, all the lyrics didn't come at once, but Huckleberry man did, and Miss Miriam Meadow turned up as well, out of the blue, and you got that sense to play. And as a songwriter, here's the thing: I touched on it with the. Uh, oh, several times you've got to be your own secret, secretary I touch on it I never can say secretary I must say secretary a few more times secretary secretary because you want to go from that creative flow into that logical part of you you've got to be able to catch a song yeah we're lucky with digital um, recording you can just flick on them and catch what you got i guess maybe that's a thing of the past more but maybe then maybe it's gonna be lost art in a way that you yeah, imagine that guys like beethoven and that you know hey that wasn't bad couldn't hear it but Wow <laughs> oh, that's not probably to write that down he dips his feather quill and knock the ink over hang on man it's cold in this castle tonight picks up the ink what was that R-E-M. Okay, get the idea? It's an art to doing that. And I think that's something cool about... You do... Maybe as a songwriter here... I've never thought of this before... But when you do that... And you go into the other side of your brain... Here's the thing that's a bit out there... Maybe, maybe you're creating space for something else to come in creatively while your brain is otherwise occupied. Now, this is committed thin air for me right now, and I wouldn't mind betting that's what happens. There you go. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I can't get it inside my head or, you know, maybe. Anyway, it just fascinates me, thinking the things that pop up. And I think that could be a thing. There you go. All right, let's look at the words. We'll come back to the music. I did enjoy the music. It was pretty, it was bananas, wasn't it? What the heck was that? Okay, sense of fun or what? Huckleberry Man. Well, written in uh, October 96. Cool. With Joe Canabara. Yeah. Uh, This is, uh, Ginger. Uh, 365 page 365 of your songbooks ladies and gentlemen here we go huckleberry man lived down on his farm with his happy little life never did no harm at all he had walked with his dog no one could see past the river and the fence on the old oak tree oh yeah he lived alone kind of happily oh yeah okay can I tell you I won't give it all away but there's a little bit of uh, me in huckleberry maybe but there's a little bit of everyone where did Hackleberry come from? Well, Hackleberry Finn, Hackleberry Finn, the other side of the world. There uh, is certainly I when I, and I normally say to you know you got to write what's truthful for you and that sort of thing. I'm in a South Pacific island in New Zealand. Why, why am I picking out Hackleberry as a, I don't know. I don't know why I picked out Hackleberry, but I did, and it just felt right. Maybe it was the maybe it was the groove that uh, Joe put down there. boom. That was it. I think that was it. Anyway, lived down on his farm, happy little life, never did no harm at all. He'd walk with his dog, no one could see that line. My dog Boris had passed away. You know, and I I was missing him. But I uh, I always here's the thing. Someone said to me once, Look, why not imagine he's still around? Well what? Well, why not? Can't we? I mean, there he is. Sit down. Don't don't watch that budgie <laughs> the other week. Um little dash down corgi cross, get out, mate. Why not? I, I, I think if if it makes you feel good, give him a little pat. That sort of thing. There you go. So that was a dog no one could see, you know? He lived alone kind of happily. That was me. Okay, Miss Mary Meadow makes an appearance. And she made an appearance on the breath, out of the blue, as we were, we just wrote the song one kind of go. And then I, I came up with these rough sort of lyrics, went away into the room and finished them off. And, yeah. Tightened it up and what have you, and then tightened up the song a bit. Um, And yeah, Miss Mary Meadow was, there was a bit of someone I knew, was trying to get to know, better, didn't quite work out, could never work it out. And so what that gave me there was this, ah, this is the underlying theme of the song, which we'll come to now. Miss Mary Meadow grew her flowers by the bank, she watered her garden while the sun rose and sank, oh yeah. She'd have a wanderer with her eye on the sky, and she'd hardly ever saw anyone pass by, oh yeah. She was alone, alone as could be, oh yeah, Miss Mary Meadow, mm-hmm. So, Miss Mary Meadow, to me, was someone who could do us some company, but she was probably okay in her own world there. Yeah, there's more to it than this. I never understood why they never did meet. And now instead of stepping outside of myself, I'm saying these are two characters, nothing to do with me. Uh, I never understood why they never did meet. Where the river, river passed by, the flowers so sweet, Huckleberry Man with his dog by his side, never tucked away what he never could hide. Oh no, Miss Mary Meadow and the Huckleberry Man. So yeah, imagining them as a couple, Huckleberry wore his hat on his sleeve with his dog by his side, no one could see um uh, but they never did meet they, they seem made for each other why why and that was the essence of the song i was thinking i was thinking about the whole uh the big dance between the the male energy and the female energy Yeah, you know, by design it, it dances and then it, it, it it's it's this big cosmic dance and then we meet and then we don't and some you know all sorts of possibilities with relationships one you'd ones you'd swear were going to happen don't and ones that you know do don't think oh well they didn't one all that sort of thing it's just a, a fascinating dance so that was what I was observing and the dance I was imagining was a hold down Yee-haw! completely unlikely yeah okay just playing okay here we get moving on yet Miss Mary meadow sorry I tried again yet Miss Mary Meadow knew with what her flowers she grew so she knew that she was Get yeah, that feminine energy growing there. And the sun always shone, the rainy days were few, oh yeah. But she only ever hummed with a billbird's call. And New Zealand billbirds are not a up, dump, dump, bump bum. There it is. And they, oh they got this beautiful sound. You wouldn't believe it. You got to if you're in New Zealand, go to a river somewhere near the bush and just wait. You'll hear one. And they got a beautiful sound. I got to. I, I'm I'm very happy to be in Australia. Very fond of a lot of Australian wildlife. But I got to take the Mickey out of the billbirds here because their billbirds go ding <laughs> like a bill, You go, ding like a shop. Ding. You can't even make the noise because it's like that. Apart from, and you hear this ding. Anyway, (sighs) Miss Mary Meadow hummed with a bellbird's call. So it was quite a mournful but beautiful and joyous and rich call. That was her thing. She was a singer, the person I had in mind. If she had fun, well, I never really knew it all. Mm Mm-hmm, Miss Mary Meadow indeed. Well, I knew she did. But, you know, this character, Miss Mary Meadow, well, I don't know. Why oh why they never did meet? Why oh why they never did speak? Why oh, why did you pass them by? My oh my, can you understand the Miss Mary Meadow and the Huckleberry Men? I can't because it's a mystery. Now, so there you go. There's some. There's a bit of an insight into the lyrics um, now, which I, I really enjoyed. I, I think I kept stopping and that sort of thing. It probably wouldn't make a bad poem. I like the rhythm in there. And uh, I think it's a good thing to be aware of as a composer. If you've got probably going to come up with a sort of a, a bit of rhythm going on there. All right. Uh, as I'm saying, like so. So this this was a guitar song. Did I mention that Joe was playing her acoustic guitar in the lounge? I was just looking at it and this is something. This is sort of for me hallowed ground i don't i don't do this very often with other people i've done that a lot with paul takes an awful lot of trust and that uh, where paul's just played the guitar i don't play the guitar so i can't see what he's doing with his hands chords can't guess anything i'm singing in the wild into the wild blue yonder with words in front of me in this case it was just out of thin air but with paul generally with some words and it has been such a I think we've come up with some really, really cool stuff that way, just instantly. And if you find that sort of songwriting relationship, hang on to it. There you go. I really think that's a thing. And uh, it was great to discover Joe and I could do that. This is the only song we've ever written together, by the way. Anyway, the melody. I've never examined it. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, it makes me smile. It's fun. And there's definitely room for that. Um, uh, my wife Marie was singing there. I had her down in the mix. Show tundra there. So there's room for harmonies all the way through it and it's that sort of song. That that sort of goes on like that's fairly self explanatory. And then oh, Anthony Bump 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 <laughs> cracked me up going on there. Bomb bump. Never
1: I well, never did me the river passed by the flowers so sweet. Huck like a man with his dog
0: by his side, never took to never could hide well like that then. Ba 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 ba. Going back to the note then. Uh, Miss Burraman, how to now. <laughs> uh, the band Pasco, Pete Pasco, I mean now Pete Pasco and the Patient Hum. We have performed this song a few times now, live out of thin air and it's been really good fun to do a country version. Uh, I haven't whistled on it, I wouldn't do that. It, it just sounds <laughs> it's a bit cheesy. It suited so the song, suited so the demo. And maybe, and I did like the way there were two whistles at the end. That, and then, and it worked. And what I was thinking of when I did that was the two people whistling together Huckle and Miss Mary Meadow. So I brought them together in this imaginary world of a song. That's what I did. I brought these two. Uh, I took the archetypes the other other weeks. Uh, Archetypal, sort of a laid back, easy, sort of dreamy, hard on the sleeve sort of bloke. Yeah, that was me. And this other slightly more mysterious, infinitely feminine, sort of with a melancholy air. And I, I, I brought them together in this song. Hour, or did I? Because why? Why they never did meet? Why? Why, why they never did speak? Why? Why did you pass them by? So, I didn't in the words, but for me, in this imaginary illusion that I was living at the time, actually I was imagining I was with this person, which I wasn't, which is kind of weird. But you know, I was doing my best. <laughs> um, I brought them together musically. So, there's a lot of therapy that goes on in songwriting. I think that's, I think that's true. I think it's happened here. I hadn't actually really realised it, to be honest, that it might have been that. To me, it was just play. And some of the best therapy you can do is just playing, isn't it? There's nothing like roaring along the beach, pretending you're a jet or a seagull, (laughs) like you're five years old again. Yeah, I just, it's something about being at the beach, isn't there? Um, it just is so good. I, I, I love I love the outdoors. I really, really do. And I was just thinking back to the the fishing that I took Joe and we went on Joe and Joe and this other lady Nick and we went on a few fishing fishing adventures after that and um, it was really good. It's, it's a nice feeling casting into a river because you have to sort of see where the currents flow and then and then your mind goes into the river somehow. And, and I was talking about that. Uh, the other week was it last week or recently um your last week with king edwards park with the shimmering of the water the shimmering creates a surface on the water and i just want to touch on it again because this just has come to me uh, i do talk about rivers a bit and it must be a thing for me but when when you're on a river or near a river on walking on <laughs> walking in a river um you do your mind sort of can't i, I think maybe maybe that happens you do you get sort of taken under somehow a little bit by the flow of nature and all that sort of thing. And I think a lot of therapy happens out there in the great outdoors. I think that's I think that's absolutely right. And that that is a, a major theme for me. So as an artist, um, you, you look at these artists through the world, and I'm not saying I'm a great artist or anything like that, but I, I'm a, I think I'm a genuine artist. Well, I am because I'm, I, I always play it from the heart and that sort of thing. But it's not until I look more deeply into what I'm doing um, that I that I see some of these themes, and and a big theme for me would appear to be nature. And healing It's a place I go to, and it's obviously a place I go to when I'm I'm painting. I'm painting seascapes, big ones. I've done for quite a while. Um, got another one on the table now to commission to be working on. Um, you know, I'm a big seascape around the world. Hey, I work from photos. Uh, and I've done a lot of the Port Phillip Bay. So I think, I think being out in nature, you, you find a sense of yourself out there. Anyway, Huckleberry, I found this, something of myself in Huckleberry Man. Have I missed anything today? Let's see. I, I, I did like that riff. Ba 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 ba. Sounds reminds me of this cornflakes ad. Was it corn? No, cheese. It was a cheese. Yeah. Hey, look. <laughs> I tell you what. That that's where this melody and feelings come from. I bet there was a there was a cheese ad from. Way back from when I was a kid, and I wouldn't mind that melody went a little bit like that. Start with yeah, da, da 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 da. I think that's the beginning of that. Then I've gone off to somewhere else. So there you go. I didn't actually realise that. Isn't it funny what bubbles up from within? Now I didn't do that intentionally. Is a plagiarism when you do that. Um, sure it is. Not good. But um, everything that you listen to, it, it, you you are what you listen to. And I I think the step on is that sometimes you don't realise kind of where it's come from. And now and then you've got to give it a nod. You think, okay, I can see that's come from that. That that must be from where that's come from. I I can't tell you where, say, Albertine. um, Which is a song I uh, wrote, a piano piece. No, 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 no. I don't know. Maybe there's something to do with... Yeah, yeah, you can hear that. Uh, sort of I mentioned Beethoven before. I'm not comparing myself to Beethoven, make that absolutely clear. <laughs> not two and that wouldn't do that. Um but uh look some some stuff seems more original than others and it's, sometimes it's not until later you look back. So don't be alarmed if you've... Yeah, yeah, there's a tip of the songwriter. Don't be alarmed if you discover you have done something like... It happens to all sorts of songwriters. You suddenly realise you've actually rewritten... <laughs> I've discarded songs I've written because I've realised they're so much like or they've been obviously inspired by or something like that. So I think it's important to shoot for originality and the path to originality is a long and winding path within and out of yourself as well it's it's a place to go and it's good fun so there you go that's that's Pete Pasco got deep <laughs> having come from Huckleberry hope you've enjoyed Huckleberry Man today and uh, Miss Mary Meadow who knows, maybe they'll pop up again. I think they'll pop up in, a, a pop up in an album. wouldn't mind uh, the Patient Hum guys. I wouldn't mind recording that with the guys one day. So, And maybe uh, it just feels like that needs another chapter somehow. So, yeah, maybe that, that needs to be written. Something else for Huckle and Miss Mary Meadow. Maybe we'll see them again sometime. All right. Hey, look, I hope, you have, hope you're having a great week. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening today, and I have thoroughly enjoyed myself once again on song and a chat. Thanks so much for dropping by. You know, if you want to see what else I'm up to, I'd love it if you signed up to my email list at info at petpasco I don't, I don't do enough of this. Sell. I probably, I need to do more. And um, what, you, what do you get? What do you get? Well, you get a free album for a start uh, from Bandcamp. You get a, um, you'll get to hear. Every week you'll get an email from me with a new painting on it, a link to the song in a chat. You'll hear, see what video's up. You'll hear what gigs I'm doing, what exhibitions, what songs coming out, sheet music available. I'm heading towards a lot of uh, e-books and video courses, the how-to. I'm a cartoonist. you want to check out some cartoons? You can check them out, how to draw a cartoon, cat playing the piano, self-portrait, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube I've got. So the best way to find out about all that is hit me up at info at PetePasco.com. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, And you'll be hearing from me until you no longer want to. (laughs) All right. Listen, I I just hope you've had had as much fun as I have today. Have a great week. Catch you. This is Pete Pasco signing out. Yeehaw! (music)